The Grim Reaper Gamers are a 25 and older video game community with members spanning the globe, playing games across all genres and platforms. Bring your thick skin, drink of choice, and grab your controllers. GRG members are on nightly with official community nights every Wednesday. And now, it's time for the, the ReaperCast. Reaper Hello and welcome to the 121st episode of the ReaperCast. My name is Jack and I'll be your host for this episode. You may also know me as the head grumpkin in charge of the Grim Reaper Gamers, Lala Calamari. And 121 episodes of the ReaperCast is just proof they'll let anybody put anything on the internet as long as you pay hosting fees. Uh, first up, we have the meanest man and the true evil of GRG on the show, the Irox Z driving Grex. Uh, and first off, I have a bone to pick with you. Whatever happened to your Call of Duty disc? I know you bought it. All us old school Call of Duty players, all us too old to shoot guys, we sign on every night. We're waiting for Grex. We leave a space open in the party. Liar. Liar. <laughs> Big fat liar right there, that's for sure. I, I have noticed our win loss ratios, we're, we're winning a lot more than we, <laughs> I remember. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Call of Duty is collecting dust right now. Addicted to Destiny right now, obviously. Just working through the seasons, quests, all that grit stuff. Drinking some Blue Point Oktoberfest tonight. Ooh. It's pretty good. Pretty tasty. Up next, we have Mr. Destiny himself, Valiant Victory. I'd ask him what he's playing, but there's only one game actually installed on his Xbox, and that's Destiny. If he's not playing it, he shakes and twitches and goes into convulsions. He says it's not a problem, but how you doing, <laughs> what you drinking, and obviously, you know, what you playing. <laughs> well, uh, it's not exactly true. I think Anthem might still be installed uh, on there somewhere, but uh, obviously that's collecting dust. I don't even know if the game's still up anymore. Definitely playing that. I think to your point, uh, I'm taking a week's vacation uh, family in late December uh, or actually just early January and I've got to decide if I'm going to bring the Xbox or how I'm going to play I think more precisely how I'm going to play Destiny while I'm in Orlando in January going to Disney yeah yep. oh you don't need the Xbox come on you'll be all right <laughs> <laughs> a week I can't go a week <laughs> He's gonna have. He's gonna start having withdrawal symptoms, and I know my wife says that. He's gonna be curled you know. up in the corner, sweating. Go to Epcot and go around the world and drink a beer from each country. You'll be all right. Um, I'm thinking I may give that Stadia a shot. You know, bring a uh, a mobile hotspot and get some good internet through a phone, and I can play some Stadia to keep things moving. I'm thinking about it. So as a as a uh, a share here. My wife wanted me to get some White Claw and, and have it in the house. So I said, you know, why don't I try oh, one no. while oh, I was no. waiting? No, I, no, uh, no. No, no. What? Before you guys got on, I, I, I drank a third of one and then I, I put it down because it was about as uninteresting as it sounds. So uh, I'm drinking uh, my, my go-to, my not your father's root beer because oh, okay. I like it. You, know. Man, you were scaring me there for a second. Well, so when you said, what am I drinking? Well, that's what I tried while I was waiting to get on here to start the recording. But, uh, but you know, this no. guy, he's got his pumpkin spice, white claw. <laughs> and his, and his yeah, right. You know, that's what it would take if they made a pumpkin spice white claw. Now I'm in. This will just go to show you that uh, being a guest <laughs> on the Reaper cast forces people to drink anything they can get their hands on. <laughs> we create drinking problems. Uh all right, so yeah, I'm still balls deep into Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I have not left the battlefield there. Currently grinding the battle pass out, and it is a slow grind, but doing it nonetheless. Oh, there goes, there goes my dogs barking in agreement. <laughs> also, so what am I drinking? I am drinking a Brooklyn Brewery Winter Lager, which is pretty solid. It's a pretty good beer. And if you're looking for a little bit of a darker beer, I would suggest trying it. All right, let's get right into the thick of things here and start off with the rant. And my rant this episode is about shows that have an open ending. And I'm looking at you, Mr. Robot. 
Uh, so Mr. Robot has just finished its series. It's It was its fourth and final season. And in typical Mr. Robot fashion, you really have no clue what's going on. Uh, at the end, you're left thinking, like, was it all a dream? Was it delusions due to mental illness? Did they go on some sort of spot, sci-fi thing like the Matrix? You know, what happened? Like, who the hell knows? You just really don't know. You're just left scratching your head. The last few minutes of the show makes no sense whatsoever, at least to me. Maybe I'm just not understanding the show. Maybe I missed all the hidden clues that were leading up to it. I don't know. But this is the shit that drives me crazy. I go to the subreddit for Mr. Robot, and people are putting their theories together, what happened. And I don't understand how anybody thinks that this is a good idea when you leave your fans confused to what happened at the end. This is like The Sopranos. And it didn't work for The Sopranos, and Mr. Robot is nowhere near the same level of quality show as Sopranos. So I'm not sure what they were thinking with this. Yeah, like I said, maybe I'm not clever enough to decipher the clues that were left throughout this, the show, the entirety of the show. Uh, I personally, I think it's a lazy and pretentious way to end the show. You know, I think this, the showrunners are all smug, sitting around like, "Look at them theorize it. Maybe this person's got it. Maybe that person. They don't have an idea. I don't know. It pisses me off. You know, the show's ending. You're a writer. You're supposed to provide me with the entertainment and show me the story. Finish the fucking story." Finish it. Give me an ending. Let me understand the ending. Yeah, well, sometimes I think maybe they plan for, you know, so many seasons when they write the story and they'll have an arc and then they'll figure it's going to take them this long, but then they, you know, contracts and viewerships and then decide, oh, we're only going to do four seasons instead of five. And then the writers now have to scramble to to finish out a story, aka Game of Thrones. Uh, But... I think they kind of did it in reverse here because I think they didn't know if it would last more than a season. So the ending of the season one, you're like, holy shit. You know, they, they dropped the bombshell on you. And maybe two, but when they kind of got the four, I think they kind of didn't know where to take it. <laughs> and that's kind of how they ended it. At least I felt, which was a shame. Yeah, I can see that as well. It's an odd show. So I, I kind of, I'm not surprised by it. It was always, you never knew what was real, what wasn't. The main character has a mental uh, disorder, multiple personalities. You never know who's real and who's not. Yeah, I I feel the same way that open-ended shows are just, it's lazy writing. Like, if if you're like, oh my, like, the whole time during the writing of a show or you're watching it, you feel like they're leading you on a story, like if you're reading a book. But when you get to the end and they, it just never truly ties out, you feel like you've been lied to the whole time. It just feels like they've taken something away. And I think that's Sopranos is an example of that, but Game of Thrones is like that. Uh, what was another one that uh, I was just uh, lost in many ways, right? That whole last oh, yeah. season of Lost. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It was like you felt like they had a plan or they had it figured out. No, they were bullshitting us the whole time. And then they get to the end and said, ah, yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, afterlife kind of thing, kind of, maybe, kind of. What? Which was terrible. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> they hyped that show up. I was addicted to it. You couldn't miss it. You were trying to figure out all the different clues. And you were thinking there was going to be something deeper to it all. Is going to tie together to you? No, no. They're all dead anyway. They're all dead. Uh, and so that's, I think, the problem is that if you don't, if you don't end it well, it takes away from the whole series. So you could have enjoyed every season, every episode up to that. And now it's everything you liked about the other things is now muted by that bad ending. So you need to spend as much on the ending as you spent getting there. Exactly. I th- I think with, so I agree. Yeah. Mr. Robot, we, uh, they knew they were ending it this year. They knew they were going to lose the main actor. Um, he was going off to do some movie stuff. He just started in the queen movie. And so they kind of tried to quickly wrap it up. And it, I think it was just a disservice. I think like, to me, this was a bad season and it just ended poorly. And I'm almost, when I was all done watching, I'm like, you know what? I would have rather canceled it and me get back those 11 hours, you know, like if they would have canceled season three. Yeah. I think they, yeah, uh, they failed. Yeah. I mean, I, did, I don't know what happened exactly, but again, it's the, 
anytime you do that kind of thing and you're you're not being true to your fans, you're you've you've screwed it. Screw it in the pooch. Yes. All right. That's enough of the ranting for this episode. I mean, we have a couple more rants. I got one later that Valiant's going to kill me on, but let's first get into uh, some quick news. Battlefield Five has released Wake Island uh, for Battlefield Five, or Battle Dice has released Wake Island for Battlefield Five. Wake Island is one of the main maps that has been with Battlefield forever since like 1942, the first game, and it's a World War II map. And to me, I think this kind of just reeks of desperation. Like they are so screwed with what they're trying to do with this game. No one's playing it. No one's talking about it. Battlefield 5 was such a big disaster and a misstep. And releasing this Wake Island, while it's nice, it just, to me, like it, your screams of desperation. You're trying to bring back fans any way possible. Anyway, I don't know if anybody's played this. I don't see anybody playing Battlefield on my friends list. Uh, and I have like 500 people on my list. So I don't think I'll ever go and check it out. I don't know, Grex, I know you have Battlefield, but you're probably not checking it out either. No, not not Battlefield. I haven't touched Battlefield in probably the same amount of time you have. So I haven't touched it. I think we did one like back to... No, Battlefield 4, we did like one retro night for Battlefield 4, and then that was at the last time I even touched that series. I have a friend that plays it pretty regularly, though, still really? plays it. Yeah, but that's all he plays. That's all he plays. Just like he's kind of that, you know, I am to Destiny, he is to that. Yeah, we have two fat. He plays Battlefield, and I remember Battlefield 1, you let him have a tank, and it was just game over. Do you get like 80 kills per round? <laughs> all right, well, anyway, well, well, Along the similar lines, Star Wars Battlefront, which is a similar type of game, well, by the time you hear this, it's, it releases on the 17th. They're going to release the Rise of Skywalker update. And with it, they're releasing a, uh, a new map. It's a jungle map. It's unnamed, I guess, due to spoilers. They don't want to release any spoilers. And I think that one map will cover a couple different game modes. It's not just the one. Uh, along with it, they'll give you new outfits for Kylo Ray and Finn. Uh, along with some new reinforcement units like jet troopers and and whatnot, like the like the special the heavy duty troopers, they haven't given too much information because they don't want to spoil anything from the movie. But it's going to be a Rise of Skywalker update with Rise of Skywalker skins. I don't know. I think uh, you guys watching the the trailer for it, and I think uh, we should probably look to get a GRG night of this going. I don't know. I wonder if I can get anybody to play it for a night, check out the new maps and. So the problem with Battlefront was the way you had the unlocks and you had to basically rank up to to unlock stuff. And I don't know, it always felt like a cheaper version of Battlefield. And and it just, I don't know, like, I mean, we've had some good, good GRG nights when we get a a, a huge squad together. Do we do customs in that game? I can't remember. I don't think you can. Uh, it's it's just all public, and then you can only bring in four people. For it's hard to join in all together, so it's kind of always a mess to get like uh, anybody more than four in the same game, or at least on the same team. Which is a shame because it's um it's a beautiful game. I mean, they got the graphics right, they got the sounds right. Uh, it's a watered down shooter, so it's not really as in depth as a Battlefield. Uh, I guess it's more I guess tailored towards like kids or whatever. They kind of want to mm-hmm. make it a little easier for them. I don't know the maps are the maps are cool, um, yeah, and the skins and and definitely all that stuff is cool. But I just couldn't. I don't know something about the unlock system with the weapon grades as you as you rank up. Just going in there with the, the initial weapons kind of makes you feel gimped. Yeah. Well, I was going to say um, the best part of that game was the single player stuff. That story, I played it all the way through. I thought it was great. And they dropped over a couple different, you know, months. That was, what, two years ago, I guess, three years ago. I'm surprised they're still doing DLC, especially free DLC for it. But I guess they might as well they kind of hype the movie a little bit. Well, even the free DLC is the same model, right? You are you get stuff for free, but you still got to buy stuff. Like, if you, you get some stuff for free, but the no, best stuff the, is... This is all free. Well, like, yeah, I think the, uh, the the skins are unlockable. I think everything's free. I don't think anything costs you anything. I think, I think there's like stuff you can purchase in game, but maybe to advance upgrades. But like the maps and all that'll be free. 
Right, right. But I mean, like the cosmetic stuff, like you can buy. I don't think that all of that is going to be free. It's unlockable, but you can certainly, you know, pay for it. Well, I'll check it out. I'll probably give it a go for at least a night to check out the new map. We'll see. It's hard to get away from Call of Duty. Yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you should try it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, keeping along the Star Wars train of thought here. I, I wanted to give a quick update on the Mandalorian, and I know I'm going to piss off Valiant over this. He's not going to be happy. I'm trying to find my notes here for this, and I don't have my notes for this. So it was it? It must be not so top of mind. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I, I found my notes. Okay, so no, it was. It, this is. He's completely doing it out of spite. Yeah, I'm doing it out of spite. Everybody is enjoying the Mandalorian, and it's one of the big reasons to get disney plus it's obviously one of the reasons they're, they're pushing it to sell disney plus everybody likes the bounty hunters everybody likes the boba fett type of guy so this was a big thing to push out and get in front of everybody and it's probably the coolest thing since anakin was killing all the young jedi <laughs> back in the day but i don't know the last two episodes have really changed my mind on the show and and the reason for it is I just think it's a glossy, unlimited Disney money version of a fan fiction story. To me, if you've ever watched some YouTube videos where they do like some fan fiction Star Trek stuff, fan fiction Star Wars stuff, I feel that this show and the quality uh, of it, the story behind it is basically a fan fiction. It's written by people on Reddit. The acting to me... It just reminds me of the wood plank wall I put in my house. It's just very boring. People seem uninterested and just wooden. They're just, everybody seems wooden. And I guess having the Mandalorian who can't remove his helmet, so you can't even see the main actor's facial expressions that get attached to him in any sort of way, probably even makes it worse. And then lately, you know, it's just been basically the quote unquote bounty hunting job of the week story. So, he shows up someplace, he looks for work, does the work, and moves on. And this last episode was, was the worst. He meets up with these rogue group, this other bunch of bounty hunters, and the acting was just, it was just terrible. The chick, the Twi'lek or whatever her name is, whatever the species is, she was, she was cringeworthy. I don't know, I guess I don't expect it to be a Battlestar Galactic or The Expanse, something with that deep of a story. But so far, there has been no character development or real storytelling. They haven't really advanced this Yoda, baby Yoda plot. And how many more episodes do we have? Like two or three more episodes? I mean, we're almost towards the end of the, se- the season, right? Yeah, only two more, only two more episodes. And um, I get what you're saying. The, the, the episodes are basically little standalone little shorts. I, I do wish they would progress the, the main story plot with the baby Yoda thing. He's just kind of jumping around right now. And, yeah, when you have your lead character behind a mask the entire time so you can't see his face, it kind of makes it very hard to connect. Although I have been liking the show. Uh, The the episodes are fun, I think. Um, I'm not digging too much into the the meat of uh, the essence here, but it's more of the, since I'm a Star Wars fan, I I dig around with the universe and stuff like that and the, the bigger picture, but... I do agree that they should be digging more into the the main story and why he's running around with this, you know, baby Yoda and who is it and why and all that kind of stuff. So I get it. But one of the things they've got to do is they've got to try to appease the 14 year old and the 50 year old both in this. So you can't get too deep because you're going to lose some people. You can't stay too superficial. So I think some of this stuff, as much as it, you're like the acting is weak, I think it works to tell this story. I think we're watching it. We're going to see the story arc for this season. It's going to, you know, it's going to go to some type of cliffhanger. And I'll tell you right now, it'll kill the show if they kill Yoda. So I suspect that there'll be some you know, life danger type things, but there's going to be something that's going to evolve, make this next season different than this season. But I can't imagine there's anything that's going to make this show unwatchable short of them killing baby Yoda. And I think that uh, I'll watch it, 
you know, I, that said, I, I've watched some pretty bad sci-fi because it's almost like patronage. It's like my duty to watch it because, you know, the last few seasons of uh, Battlestar Galactica were a little bit weak, but I watched every episode of that. I would say the last season was weak. The third season was still pretty good. Well, they got into the whole weird thing with the gods and stuff. It was like, and it happened before, and then, uh, that was a little weird. But it was still very good. Yeah, well, Battlestar Galactica, I just didn't like the way they, with the, the direction they took with the story, I just had issues with the, with the way they had the robot squad. I'm like, how is that logical? How is a robot going to come to that kind of conclusion, you know? And I mean, it's like they're trying to make them human, but it's like they're making them human, but from pre, uh, I don't know. It just, it just seemed very. Well, that was the whole plot. Right. Right there. They, they wanted to it. be human. They wanted to, you know. <laughs> they, they they want, want yeah, to they wanted place. to be human, but it's, they're not mimicking the humans that are there now. They're mimicking humans based on, say, like ancient times, you know, like almost ancient Roman. You know, and and how they glorified gods and put them on these pedestals and stuff like that. And it's like, well, how did you come to that conclusion? How did a robot get that kind of? I don't know. It just seemed. It just. I don't know. I just didn't agree with it. Did buy it. So point yeah. being that is as weird as that got, it would have to go in that direction to lose viewership. I think we're fine on this show. Oh no, I think that this show will stay safe and. Uh... And as far as Baby Yoda, that's that's billion dollar Baby Yoda. Oh my Yoda god, going they, anywhere? They just, <laughs> they just made like they're going to make more on this show. It, by the way, I, I in top Google Google terms this year. I just heard it today. The number one Google term for 2019. You know what it was? Yeah, Baby Yoda. Disney Plus. Oh. Because of Baby Yoda. Oh, he's just <laughs> ridiculous. It's crazy. He just he just launched that whole platform baby yoda made them their money so they they're gonna have made more on this one show than uh they probably are gonna make on endgame i mean i understand what you're saying whether they're trying to keep it towards the the various different audiences but i mean at the same time like this summer i went to go see star wars empire strikes back with the philadelphia orchestra playing all the music and i just watched how that was done and that was written towards seven-year-olds all the way up to 70-year-olds. And they were able to do it. And the characters had personality and the story was really good. I think right now we're kind of like, we, we've watched two filler episodes. And when you have an what, a, a eight season, eight, eight episode season, you can't, you can't have filler. <laughs> and you have to progress the story. Yeah. And you have to make this, the characters interesting. Like they had that goofy lady on that planet fixing his ship. And she just looked like, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it looked like it was such a B-grade attempt at, you know, creating a sci-fi Star Wars show. It was a B-grade version. It was fan fiction. It was as if we were making our own Star Wars world. But our Star Wars world, if GRG was the right story, we'd have Grex in the uh, Princess Leia slave outfit. But <laughs> moving on. Ahead, <laughs> You're going to leave that. Nice. Um, I think that... Uh... That, that some of those things are that they're they're like what would what would draw in the audience it's like they have a group of people that says what's the thing that people want to see i absolutely think that's a thing for sure and and that's probably how baby yoda came about but i think that all of those fan service things as much as they you know like the 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 lady like you say and the star doc and the guy that was the bounty hunter and two two episodes ago that was like a wannabe those types of things, they do move the plot along because it does establish where we are, as opposed it's not the same world that we had with Luke. It is, but it isn't, you know? And it helps lay that groundwork as to, you know, it's a tough world out there. And I don't think it was a lot of that, a lot of those things that we had in, in the other movies, in many ways, because the Empire ruled with an iron fist, that people were afraid to be that bold and violent and now that that isn't out there it's it's a violent it's a violent rough world out there it's doggy dog and i think that does a really good job of establishing where we are so i get it that it feels like filler but i think that they, they really are setting the tone for whatever's coming next it's going to be like I, I'm, I'm feeling 
that it's they're setting it up. Yeah, the next two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> right, whatever it is, two episodes from now. Um, I'll still watch it. I mean, like you know, I'm not going to lie, I'll watch it. But I just was really let down by the last couple episodes, and like I said, I wanted to give it a little bit of shit for uh, being what I felt like was like a homemade version of a Star Wars show. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, I, I, I your points are fair, and I can't, but I, I still think that. If we were to talk about this three episodes or two after these next two episodes, I'd be like, see, served a point. Good. Uh-huh. Good. <laughs> All right. One, one last question. Then we'll move on. Do you think he'll ever remove his helmet? Nope. 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 That's staying locked on. Okay. I'm just yeah. surprised they got uh, that actor. They got that actor and they're not going to use uh, his face, but. All right. Well, you know, now it's time for me to take a break because we're going to talk about uh destiny two season of the dawn. And I, I'm allergic to Destiny too. Now I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> take a nap, and, and so Valiant Grex, you want to give a little update on that? I'll I'll start. Grex Grex and I have been playing a bunch. Uh, we've actually been partied up quite a bit too, which is not always the case because you never know who's playing and all that. But um, as you know, we're into the new seasonal model that they're moving towards. That I think we kind of got our toes into last year, but we're really heavily into it this time that it's like, there's a battle pass and you would level it up and there's things you get out of it and there's things you do. And uh, people have said it's a little, little grindy. The whole system's grindy, but I've never felt in a game like a living game like this, that there's so much to do. I just have so much to do. I can't possibly get it all done. And I mean, I'm, I, I want to, I'm trying to get the uh, title. But I'm like, God, I, I, you know, I'm just estimating that it's like it's now like a job to get it done. And uh, that said, it's that's I love it. It's great. That's what I mean. That's that's what I signed up for. I want it to feel like that. It's like, you know, awesome like that. So that's cool. The biggest thing I think Grex and I both talk, chatted about is our complaint about the armor system. They came out with armor 2.0 and we thought that meant that armor 2.0 is you know the the new armor that came out uh with shadow keep but in reality that means there's armor 2.1 armor 2.2 armor 2.3 in that there's certain uh every new season there's armor and armor mods that are not compatible with the previous season so you spend time energy upgrading your armor making your armor great uh, having the stuff from a season and the next season, you can use last season stuff, but the next season's new thing doesn't work. And uh, I, that's my my probably my biggest gripe. And I can get into that more if you guys have questions. But I think, like I said, Grex and I have talked about that, and I'm like, uh, that's not cool. I spent a yeah. lot of time and effort building that armor last season. That's now either going to collect dust in the vault, or it's just garbage. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm gonna play on that a little bit. So the season pass thing and and getting the armor pieces, and they added, you know, that extra slot there, which is really what's messing everything up. So they added this slot, and uh, with Shadowkeep, it was the Dream Bane stuff, right? And then they had very specific mods that would go into that slot. Now, most people thought that that slot would stick around, right? But when they mm-hmm. dropped Season of Dawn, they changed that slot to something else. So now you have a different set of armor for a Season of Dawn with with this mod slot, the specialty mod slot for the season. So all that Dreambane stuff that you have, it, it it's not useless now because all the pinnacle drops in the game still are based off Shadowkeep. So you're going to get Dreambane mods for your Dreambane armor from Shadowkeep DLC from the previous season. But the new event that's in this season now, and apparently we're going to get another event next week, mm-hmm. that will be the new armor. So basically now I'm carrying around two different sets of armor. Now this goes me back to other MMOs where you'd have a PvP and a PvE type armors system and they have each diff have different stats based on pvp versus pve but this is a little bit different now you're breaking out different you have armor sets for what activity you're doing 
and then having specialty armor mods for that armor set. It, it gets confusing, and it's and it's and the level of there. detail. Like, yeah. okay, you know, I get the we want to have an RPG element here, but now we're talking about I could have have to need as much as six sets of armor, and then next season nine sets of armor. Yeah, yeah. Dude, what happens next? No, season? no, yeah. no, no. Too much. And, that and, seems that seems just crazy. With the the content, I mean, it's not like they're adding anything new to actually do. It's just the same stuff you're doing, right? No, there's there's some new things. Like there was last season, there was the Vex invasion that goes away, and then there's a new thing this season, which is like a the sundial, which is like the six person. It's kind of like the menagerie, but it's you're going through time and you have these events to do. It's very like the if you did the menagerie, you know, two seasons or three seasons ago, it's like that. But that was menagerie was was the one where you got the participation trophy, right? Like the end, yep. you still won no matter what you did. Hey, we failed. We still got an, an award. We still got the, the the chest at the end. Again, there's certain things you have to do. Like there's certain things you can only get if you beat the time trial, which is meaning you have to do it a certain amount of time, which means you have to go with a fire team. Or in menagerie, there was a heroic version. You could only do go, there's no matchmaking. So if you go in by yourself, there's only just you. So you need to bring a pre-made fire team. It's kind of like make it like a raid. So some of those things that happened and that we suspect will happen this season too towards the end as we kind of fight our way through time and all that stuff. So I guess a quick synopsis of the story. The gist is time is broken on Mercury and we're trying to fix it. And uh, Osiris built a, a time gate that allows us to go into the future and the past and a bunch of other stuff. And you know, possibly rescue Sate 14, although we've not technically done it yet. Um, we think that's coming. That's the gist of the what's going on. There's a bunch of events around that. And then at the end of the season, I assume that we will have saved Saint 14 and either he stays in the game or he leaves. That's the gist of the what's going on. But there's definitely activities that relate to that. And there's things you do on various planets to unlock things and get mods and upgrades and some things that again that only ask for the season so there's definitely things other than just doing you know strikes and the same exact activities we've been doing in the past you know is it uh completely different no no of course not it's it's destiny where we've been you know it's the same some of the same strikes since you know vanilla right or or right so in some of the pvp maps are all the way back to destiny one well i have no problems with them like reusing pvp maps i don't think they should ever like get rid of those Give people, I always like the choice. So if you have the PvP maps from Destiny One, bring them all. Bring the ones from Destiny Two. Why? Why hide stuff? I hate when they limit it. That's what Call of Duty's now doing. They're bringing back some of the older stuff. Of course, they're not charging for map packs, so it's an easy way for them to add content without a lot of cost on their end. But whatever. But you know, for me, if I don't know what, what you think, Rex, but I think the move to this system is good i mean it feels like there's an urgency to do the thing get through the thing i've not felt since shadow key dropped that i could put it down for a day you know like there's always something i need to be doing and i'm trying to get something done and all that and i think that's the model that that, that they want they want me to play every freaking day this is going to, to cause problems with like the hardcore players versus the filthy casuals like i am so now if I was ever pick it back up, I'm going to be so far behind in things. Well, the one thing is, so, yeah, so you can say that, but one thing is, is basically everything, well, I wouldn't say everything, but there's, every, between the seasons, it's almost like a reset period. Um, because what you're doing is you're ranking up this artifact, but that artifact is only good for the season. So once a new season changes, that artifact gets, you get a new artifact, it gets reset and everyone basically starts back at level playing field. Right. So you said you got to 950, the plus 10. You started the same place the rest of us did. I started at 955. So I'm five late levels ahead of you right now. I mean, my, my artifact is now up to plus six, so maybe I'm 963, but I'm not that much ahead of you. Like, you could play for a week and you'd be caught up to me. And every season, that would be the case. And that's, it was always that way. Every year, back in Destiny 1, right? Every year we'd have, it wouldn't reset, but we had a new max light and, you know, the soft cap went dramatically up. 
and it catches everybody up real quick. Same thing. That's the same. It just it's the mechanics are different, but the concept is the same. So you're not really behind. And that's, I think, one of the big things that anybody could jump in, like like Guinness was, I saw he was in for a little bit, but I think he, he went back to um, Borderlands. But he could jump into this and be caught up in, gosh, like a week, because all of his stuff is, is right at 750. He would, you know, I think it would, when we were at 750, how long did it take you to get to 900? A week? Maybe 10 days? Yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't take more. And I will say that the season passes, they make it pretty much worth it um, with the stuff that they put in it. Um, yeah, the exotics and the like, just upgrade stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you're not held back if you don't get it. Um, but they do put a lot of nice stuff in, and I think it makes it worth it. All right, one one quick uh, question before we move on is uh, how are the raids going? Do you guys beat it yet or we were close. We we were super, super close. Uh not this last weekend because we had some um just just issues. And then the the two weekends ago we got there on Friday and then a lot of the Friday group went on Saturday. So we've been doubling up, obviously. I don't know if that's news or not, but we've been going on Friday and Saturday. Um some of it is some people can only raid on Friday and some people can only raid on Saturday and happened to work out that weekend that it was like i think four people from the friday group also were in the saturday group um which grex was a part of and uh i wasn't part of the friday group but i like was happy to to do saturdays so we were right to the boss like we were right in the boss and we did some time with that and we were close we were doing damage we were doing what we needed to do but that final boss is a lot of mechanics as, as all destiny raids do right a ton of mechanics so it isn't just DPS. It's like you've you know rotating this group to that group. It very much feels like um, Atheon, wouldn't you say, Grex? Did you just do Destiny yeah. one? It's yeah. like where you got to go to the Shadow World and come back. Instead, you go to the islands and build the thing and come back. So it very much feels there's like a, that. A lot, yeah. That last that lasting encounter, that last um, the final encounter is just is so mechanic heavy, and it's it's there's so many moving parts to it that. Um, I mean, it's not like, it's not overly, I wouldn't say it's overly difficult, but it's just that there's so many moving parts. It's so easy to forget one mechanic and it's not really even about people dying because, you know, like in in other raids where one person dies, like Argos, one person dies in Argos, it's game over. You got to wipe. So it's not like that, but it's like you forget a mechanic like oh shoot i was supposed to go there we're supposed to move to the right yeah, we didn't move to the right and oh shoot we lost an island or you didn't save an you know those types of things which anyway to to answer your question i think the raids are going well i think we'll get more comfortable with this uh final encounter and we got it we have all the other encounters down we have that first encounter down we've done it in in one round before um different groups so we're pretty much guaranteed at least one ch- or two chests every um, every night we run it, which pinnacle gear is, is hard to get. So that's cool. But we've done at least twice all the way to basically the second encounter of the final boss. So that's what four encounters, two jumping puzzles, total of six things. That's six potential gears. Um, I guess we haven't beat the final boss, so that's five, right? But yeah, I think they're going great. I don't know, Grex, you've, you've actually done more than I have. What do you yeah, think? no, I think they're I think they're doing good. We got a lot of people that are really know the uh, know all the mechanics of it. Um, yeah, they just, that last boss just there's not a whole lot of room for error there, so like usual. So it's just taking us a little while to get that last one done. Well, you guys will get it. Yeah, and 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 we, I think that we enjoy hanging out with each other and all. I mean, there's some some of the guys are a little sweatier than others. But no one is too, like, crazy about it. We don't get pissy. It's just kind of like we do it. You know, I should say this. In general, we don't get pissy with each other occasionally. But, I mean, for the most part, there's no drama. So we just, you know, do our thing. And for the most part, as far as I can tell, everybody's just having a good time and do our thing. Well, thanks for the update. And uh, if you're interested in playing Destiny with a group of active people and you're interested in doing the raids, uh, Valiant posts all the information on our forums at forums com. make sure to sign up for the raids they'll get you into the raids they'll walk you through what needs to be done don't be shy 
definitely sign up if you want to if you want to hop on and play. This way, we know who's needed and how many groups we need. And yeah, if if you're a somebody that's interested in hopping into Destiny, we we're always you know getting people caught up and getting things or hey, I want to get the Wishender bow. You know, just people get those recently. Speaking of which, we just got that for Grex yesterday, right, Grex? Yep. Yeah, I got my wish ender, my broken wish ender. And that's what I was going to mention is that weapon, if if uh, if you're somebody that's in the game, not tried the wish ender, you've got to use that shit right now. It's so broken. It is so amazingly fun right now. You need to use it. Go out, have fun with it before they take it away. Because it is so broken, so good, they're going to have to fix it. <laughs> yeah, It is so... ridiculous. It is so ridiculously awesome right now. And uh, I think that's one of the things that I, I like about this game is they occasionally break things like that. And it's it's just fun. You go out and you do stuff that would take, you know, minutes and you could do it in like two shots. You know, you can take out a boss. I did that last story mission for the um, same 14 quest. And, uh, you know, you're with the fallen and it's just he's got that bubble up with the weapons of light. And uh, if you haven't finished the story, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but. Lots of enemies, just one-shotting everything. Yellow bars, doesn't matter. One shot, dead. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, it's crazy. I'm going around with, I can go with a heavy machine gun, and it takes, you know, it takes some, put some rounds, in, including headshots into them. I can use that wish ender, one shot, boom, 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 especially if it's a headshot. Yep. Like, ridiculous. So that's a must-use weapon right now. But, Point being, wasn't about necessarily doing that. It's nice that we got the aside and about how good it is. But that's what we do. We like to party up with people. Hey, I want to get this done. Or I'm trying to go back and get the uh, last, uh, the the Whisper. I'm trying to get the Whisper mission done. Or I'm trying to get my um, Outbreak Prime. That's the big one right now. A lot of people are doing Iznagis. And yes, Iznagis, Genophage, uh, Dungeon. So there's always a big group of us on and, and there's, you know, I won't shout out everybody cause somebody's, I'll leave somebody out and I'll feel left out, but we're always on. And, and as far as I know, everybody's willing to help people. So, you know, let's group up. All right. Up next, we, there was a little game awards session last week that apparently released all the news for the upcoming games for next year and some uh, hardware as well. Uh, the game awards, 2019, and we're just going to touch over a few of the things that kind of sparked our interest. Uh, one of them was Elder Scrolls Online had a teaser trailer for Skyrim. So, uh, yeah, Elder Scrolls is going back to Cali, to Cali. I mean, uh, Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, Bethesda is milking the Skyrim name once again, and we're going back there. But I guess that's been a theme for the last few expansions is going back to areas that were previously in other Elder Scroll games. Well, they'll have more information in January, January 16th. They'll do the global reveal of it. And I'm assuming this is going to be a spring summer release. And I know what I'll be playing when I'm not playing uh, multiplayer games with uh, GRG. I'll be definitely into Elder Scrolls questing in that. Yeah, the rumor is that when you have you make a new character for Skyrim, you wake up on the cart and the guy says next to you, hey, you, you're finally awake, like in the, all the other Skyrim memes they have out there. <laughs> uh, something about arrow to the knees and stuff like that. But anyway, there wasn't too much information on it. It was just basically uh, the video they showed was kind of like the ending of the Elsewhere campaign. And then it teases the scene with the Nord standing over a mountain looking down to Skyrim. Expect to see that coming out. I'm excited for that. Maybe you'll jump forward in time to when it was the real Skyrim. Right? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they'll have some time travel stuff and you never know. Yeah, we'll see. You know, the, 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 their expansion packs are pretty solid. Uh, they, they offer a lot to do, a lot, a lot to play, uh, different things, different dungeons. So it's, I think they're like $30, $40. It's worth the price of admission. All right. Um, up next, I think they uh, did a little teaser for Magic the Gathering MMO ARPG, which was an action. Augmented reality. Oh, augmented reality. See, I didn't even know. So is anybody interested so, in this? That's like Pokemon Go, by the way. Pokemon Go oh, is augmented okay. reality. 
I have no idea. I just kind of heard of it the same way you did. Is it like I I didn't watch the show. I didn't know it was going to be as you know. I follow these like Comic Cons or or whatever for announcements, and and I you know I sometimes I watch the whole thing or I watch like the which was the Xbox one. What's the one that the Xbox did? I watched that. I spent that was on the background of my office. I watched the whole damn thing, or it was on the whole time. I didn't watch the awards, and I guess I should have because it had more stuff in it than most of the other things. Gamescon, that's the one I I didn't want. I I listened to all the Gamescon, and this thing had more in it. But um, I know a little bit about it from advertising. Uh, since then, I should say, I actually think it, it comes up on my uh, YouTube feed. You know, when I watch YouTube, they put advertisements okay. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all I know. Well, I have ad blocker on, so I don't get the advertisements. So, <laughs> oh, guys, if I want me to digress, talk about ads. I switched to YouTube TV. That is brutal. If you're not, if you don't do DVR, just brutal with the ads. Oh God! But if you have YouTube TV, doesn't it? Aren't you paying for no commercials? No. Your base package on YouTube TV. If you watch live TV, you still get ads. Oh. And it's all based on. It's all. Um, based on the channel, right? And uh, and the one thing that YouTube likes to do, I don't know if they do this on purpose or what, but they lump them together, right? So you're not getting as many breaks during a show, but your breaks are longer. And I swear to God, I came up and it said one of eight on commercials oh. one time. And I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. And then you have to sit there and you have to watch them. Oh, and it's, it's sometimes it's brutal, especially on the major networks. It is just, unless you DVR, like if you DVR, then you can fast forward through them. Um, but otherwise, that's my rant today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Well, well, you had extra rants. I keep thinking about what, you know, what other stuff I only do streaming, you know, we only really do streaming here. And for the most part, I believe it or not, there's so many things I miss out on because commercials used to tell me all those things, right? Commercials would be like, oh, this is coming out or that's coming out. So in some ways they kind of, you know, miss commercials, but it's things like that to go, you know what? The YouTube commercials are enough. The stuff that pops up on the side of my, you know, browsers and such, that's enough. But uh, interesting. Yeah, don't feel like you're missing anything because you're, <laughs> you're not. The other big announcement for the, uh, the Game Awards was uh, Xbox Series X, which has to go down as the dumbest naming for a device ever we have the xbox one x so now you're gonna have xbox series x like seriously we're gonna go this route with the x it's a little a little overdone well whoa, 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 whoa. you didn't gunny didn't tell you he named it oh they, they, they called up gunny and said what well, should we name it and that's what he said well he said he said coors light and they said no <laughs> that's taken already he's well then fine Fuck xbox it. Series, series x, x. Let's call it Xbox Series X. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess like it's, you know, it, well, it, some people will probably be confused. Xbox Series X, Xbox One X. I mean, if all, in all honesty, if they get confused over that, then maybe say they should just drink Drano and just be done with it because they're simpletons. But I do think it's a bad name choice for it. Um, apparently, it's not actually going to be called Xbox Series X. So I was just reading right before we started this, but that was going to be... The series, so this is Series X. So any device created for this new Xbox platform is on the Series X platform. I don't like once again. I don't know nor care. New Xbox coming out next year. I think, and why they're calling it Series because I think it's going to be the it's going to be an Infinity platform. They're not going to make another platform after this. It's going to incremental be, upgrades. Yeah. Yep. So there'll be, uh, you know, it'll be called an X100 or, or an X, you know, 101 yeah. or whatever mm -hmm. it is. They, they should and they're going to have with numbers right now. I know. This is because it's so bad. I know. But the the idea is that this platform is basically a PC, right? There's yep, going to be, what is it, 12 teraflops? Something like that, it says. I think that the stats are somewhere I just saw it. It's ridiculous so it's twice as fast fast as the xbox one x yeah the gpu is going to be double the size it's going to have gddr6 memory uh it's going to have the nvme solid state drives so i guess that's going to make your loading times like non-existent 
Yep. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Sounds pretty beastly. But that's what, you know, if you're building a high-end PC, you could build that. But you're like two years from now, that'll be pretty standard. So they'll come up with, uh, you know, an upgraded version of that. Now, will they, you just send your one back and get another one? Or you just say, oh, no, we're going to get the, uh, you know, the Xbox Series X R1 or something, probably. But the, it'll be still, it's going to be the same platform. That's That's the... That is the conjecture. They don't say anything, right? They're, they've only teased this thing. We don't really know anything except the stats. Yeah, we don't really know too much about it. Yeah, I was a little surprised with the uh, the fact that it still comes with a DVD drive. Yeah, because it's legacy, right? The next version won't. I thought this was going to be the end. Like Xbox One was going to be the end of the DVD. In fact, they're releasing Xbox Digital, like the Xbox One Digital Editions only. I kind of just was assuming that this was just going to go straight to streaming games. Well, the you can buy an S right now without that's a drive. That's what I'm saying. It. Yeah, that's you what I was it. saying. Yeah, they're like what, 120 bucks. Yeah, it's like what you pay. For, it's less than a controller. Yeah. So I figured that that's how they're going to go this route. I mean, I haven't bought a CD in forever. In fact, it's weird. Um, I think the last game I had that's a CD is Elder Scrolls Online because I did, I did trade that back in. But then I wanted to go play it again, so I bought it from GameStop for like seven bucks for the CD. <laughs> but now I'm stuck with it because, you know, I bought all these expansions. Everything's digital, and you just need the CD as a key. It's just a key to play the game because the game's installed on the hard drive. Yeah. Do you want to get up and go stick the well, thing? I got to make that? sure I save like, this I just thing. Don't wanna... <laughs> yeah. Right. You got to go to the shelf. Got to pull a disc out. You got to stick it in the machine. Why do I want to do that? I just want to push a button. No, I think the uh, design is pretty interesting. I mean, it's. Um... I designed to a box or like a, actually it's a rectangle. Call of Duty Modern Warfare makes my Xbox One X scream. Like it is screaming. The fan is on high alert. It is. I think this thing's going to take off out of my entertainment center. It's so loud. <laughs> it gets so loud with, because it's pushing that 4k graphics through. I, I've never heard anything like it. And it's even worse than the lobby screens because it's all 4k rendered and whatnot. So, I'm looking at this box, and as an IT nerd uh, and someone that like works in data centers and understands heat flow, I think it's great with this rectangle because they're, they're having the one fan in this unit, and they have, it looks like the, the vents are all up top where the heat's going to escape, and they're probably just having that fan just blow that shit right out the top. So hopefully that, that'll like mm-hmm. alleviate some of the, the heat buildup because, my, like I said, my 1X is it's unreal how loud that gets. Yeah, there's on the X, it does have a heat problem. And I don't know if they're ever going to fix nope. it because they you read about things you can put on top to cool it off, but it doesn't. It, basically, the process is controlling the heat and it's not doing a good job of it. Even if you do that, it doesn't work. You're, you're, so I think that is a built in problem that we have with the 1X right now. That but it looks like the Series X will yeah. alleviate that. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. I'm I'm ready for the next one. Um, I'm trying to make sure. I had a, a little scare recently with my Xbox One X that I thought was going to die. I nursed it back to health. It needs to last until next year. <laughs> <laughs> just needs to last next year. I'm buying this thing. And my kid's been jonesing for it, too. He wants it because he bought a 4K TV. And he's like, he wants to have... Uh, to play the games before he comes home and watching me play like Call of Duty and he's like blown away how good it looks. You know, it it's an interesting thing. Like the we know that Destiny three, again, Destiny, because I need to talk about that, of course, um is not going to drop until the new platform. So that means the earliest we could be looking at that is Christmas of next year. But the rumors are that they're gonna keep Destiny two until probably the following year so that they can be um but it could be a launch title. It depends on, you know, what kind of money uh, Microsoft wants to throw them. But my guess is they're going to hold that off until fall of the following year. They're not going to want too much competition with Halo. Yeah. Yeah, they got that little title Halo yep. to compete with. I think they're going to push it. They'll push it to uh, September uh, uh, 2021, which is good for us because that means we don't have to get that new platform. Let all them, Let everything settle out. Then we can jump into that new platform in 2021 when it's not launch. You're a liar. You're you're a day one buyer. You're a day one buyer. Well, even so, it's Stop. backwards compatible. Stop. 
I will if I do, I can play I can play this on it. So just say you're buying it now. Just say just admit that you're buying I it now. I probably am. I mean, I have the you, you know, we know that the Elite controller works with it. Well, so there you go. I could buy one that's the stripped down model that's only the unit. Did you get the Elite version too? I did. <sighs> yep. So you're buying this. You're buying this. I had it pre-ordered. I had it probably pre-ordered before <laughs> <laughs> the day that they said it was coming out. Uh, speaking of controllers, so it looks like they've updated the controller a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they apparently they reshaped it a tad to make it a little bit more comfortable in everybody's hands. From my understanding, it's a little bit smaller, which a little concerned to me, but they did take care of that uh the D-pad, and it's now more of like a saucer, similar to what the Elites have, which I think is the fantastic system. That is the right way to do that. The little D-pad is annoying. I like the saucer, so I'm kind of excited for that. I would argue that the the uh, the Elite version 2, whatever they're, they're called, the Elite 2, is a little bit smaller, too, than the Elite 1. I think that's they knew they were going in that direction when they built it. Hmm. Yep, it feels like you know, like on the if you put your hands around it, you you really feel like you're reaching your fingers all the way around if you touch your two index fingers. Yeah. But the uh, Elite version two, I could definitely touch my two fingers together with my hands on it. So it's hmm. just a little, it's a hair smaller. I'm, everybody I've talked to that has them, they they say the same. They feel like it's just a tiniest bit smaller, which is fine. Still feels really good in my hands. I I really like that controller, by the way. I'm gonna cut that clip out and then just say you're talking about something else. <laughs> talking about grex's no. peen <laughs> oh god so what uh one of the big things about that is this new controller is totally compatible all of the controllers are completely compatible with a new one which we knew that going into this that when it was called project scarlet it was going to be compatible so that's good you know i feel good about that it's exciting i can't wait to to get one of these Will you uh, will you take it down the first day, or will you wait a month before you take yours apart? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'll try to behave. I have, you know, no fear of taking these things apart, and I probably should have a little bit of fear. But well, now we just now we just got to talk about rumors about pricing. Five, I think five hundred. They got beat up pretty bad, bad last time. I bet you it'll still be uh, three ninety nine. That's not bad if they hit that number. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm thinking probably more like five. Yeah, I'm yeah thinking, if they I'm go over five. five, that's where I'm gonna go. Oof. Four, four ninety nine, four ninety nine. You get past five, you start to deal with uh, people migrating to PC gaming. A whole lot of people are are doing that, especially if a game is cross platform, cross save kind of thing, like Destiny Call- is now. Well, Call of Duty. Call of Duty is is complete cross play, so I can. In fact, our community nights, we have people that are on PC and on PS4 join us, and it is seamless. It works great, and it's a great time. I can't wait because we're looking at doing a, a tournament and coming up soon, and it's going to be completely cross-play. We're going to be able to bring in other people, and I hope they continue. You know, games continue to do this because it just works so well. You bring them in. Now that they finally fixed the voice issue, they finally turned off whatever filter they had on there. It was so bad. It was this like walkie-talkie filter that garbled voice comms. It was the oddest thing to do. It's almost like dyeing your picture blue. But what do I know about that? (laughs) 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 Um, No, but it it, it was just an odd thing to do. So now you turn it off, like crossplay works well. So I think if they get past the $500, now you're pushing people into a PC realm because you can start getting like a decent PC at $800. That'll play most games. Why why not go that route? You'd have more options and more games to choose from. So I, I think they have to keep it under five. But it'll be I think it'll be five. I think it'll be like four ninety nine. Four forty nine. Yeah. If you can keep it under five, I'm in. You start getting five fifty, six hundred dollars. Oof. Oof. Yeah. I don't think that yeah. that's gonna be the case. Meanwhile meanwhile, a new iPhone costs you a thousand dollars. Oh fuck. Tell me about it. My my wife and kids just got the new 11, well, a couple of months ago, and wow. <laughs> I have a hard time spending that much money on a little piece of shit phone, but what are you going to do? You know, my, my, uh, my 16-year-old needs it for Snapchat, so it's very important <laughs> to have that camera. 
Uh, I tell you what, if, if I die, I want to grow up as my, I want to be reincarnated as my kids or my dogs. One of the two have an easy life, but they're well cared for. Yeah, now. that's what I say all the time. Me reincarnated as my dog. <laughs> I just got the freaking life. That's what my, my dogs do too, man. They're a bunch of lazy bums. I'm going to go beat them now just because they're so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, with that, I think uh, maybe bang through everything. Uh, guys got anything else or are we uh, good to wrap up? I feel like we're we've touched all the important things. We talked about destiny, so you know. Yep. So we touched all the stuff. important things. I'm going to cut that segment out, along with <laughs> Valiant talking about how he gets his hands around it. It feels real good. I'm going to create an epic Valiant clip. I can't wait. He's just giving me more and more to work with. All right. Well, so uh, with that, we're going to wrap it up. Then, as always, I like to remind everybody to stop by our forums at forums grimreapergamers.com to see what we're up to. Uh, you can join in some of the conversations, uh, sign up for the different events we have, let us know if you're interested in playing, we'll get you into the games. I'd also like to remind everyone to follow us on Twitter at grgamers.com, spell out the D-O-T. And finally, any questions, comments, or hate mail, please send us some hate mail. I need some hate mail. Give us an email at ReaperCast at GrimReaperGamers.com. And with that, we are out of here. Stay safe and get your game on.